one statement that has strengthened my resolve to keep working on my marriage was revealed to me by the Holy Spirit a few months ago. He said, healthy, balanced, successful relationships takes time. That's why marriage was meant to last a lifetime. If you're in a phase in your relationship or marriage where you know things could be better, I want you to have hope knowing that if you pay attention to and practice the things you learn in today's episode, your relationship with your spouse will greatly improve. And if things are going perfectly fine in your relationship, I encourage you to still pay attention and take notes so that you know exactly what you need to keep doing to keep your relationship ever fresh. Now let's get into it. As believers, we know that God's word, not societal norms or cultures, set the standard for our lives. And just as it sets a standard for our relationship with him, our character, how we handle our finances and other aspects of our lives, he also sets a standard for our marriages and how we relate to our husbands and several, several scriptures point to this. Therefore, in relating with that special man in your life, you must choose to focus on what God requires of you as a believer and try to live up to that standard rather than focusing on what society expects, what the culture is, what the norm is, or even what your spouse is doing. In this short series, I'll be helping you see in practical ways how you can live up to the standard of a godly wife based on scriptures. And today, we're looking at Titus chapter 2, verse 4. It says, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. In the previous verse, it was talking to the older women to live in a certain way so that they will be able to teach this to the younger women. So if you're a young woman listening to this, this is the syllabus of marriage that God wants you to learn. He wants you to learn to be sober, to love your husband, and to love your children. The first time I really looked at this scripture i felt that he sounded a little bit weird like i married him because i love him right so why should loving him become something that i need to learn something that i need to be taught well that's because loving is easier before marriage when there are fewer things competing for your attention you're just getting to know each other you're not living together so you're not witnessing or having to bear the consequences of your spouses weaknesses or shortcomings loving is easier when the relationship is fresh but when everything becomes a routine when responsibility increase when you begin to see their shortcomings and not just see it but have it affect your life then loving becomes something that must be intentional and something that you must learn and teach yourself moreover most of us give love in the way that we want to receive love for example, give love to me means quality time and deep conversations, which is what it actually means. <laughs> Most likely, I'll be trying to do this with my husband often, and I actually do. But if my husband spells love as doing things for the other person that is act of service, then rather than sitting with me and having a deep conversation, he will always be looking for ways to do things for me and expecting that I feel loved by those services that is rendering and expecting the same from me. It takes intentionality to study your spouse, to ask questions, to not assume, to uncover what makes them feel loved, 
and after this is done it, it still takes intentionality to consistently and creatively do exactly those things that make them feel loved and do those things repeatedly now back to titus chapter 2 verse 4 as a young wife god wants you to be sober right this means to be self-controlled to be temperate to have restraint or exercise restraint over your impulses your emotions even your desires it means the ability to pause and think before you act based on how you are feeling now what does this have to do with your marriage loving your spouse may sometimes require you to act contrary to your feelings or to your impulses especially in times of anger resentment or just dissatisfaction you may not always feel like loving him in the way that he needs to be loved but you must choose to love him in exactly that way you must be sober and self-controlled because the choice to love it is the most solid foundation to build feelings of love on you must be sober because you can't always act based on your feelings or lack thereof there are times when you don't feel like loving your spouse yet you choose to because you are temperate because you are disciplined so that is why the first thing that god requires from you is to be so to be sober to be self-controlled not feeling controlled now the second um, statement there is love their husbands and the greek word for that was philandros philandros means to be affectionate to be friendly and when i saw this i realized that god is giving you the expo into the art of every man he made irrespective of what that person's love language is to be a godly wife therefore living according to scriptures you must befriend your husband you must be friendly you must be friendly with him affectionate and friendly friendship love is not born out of obligation or responsibilities it is based on common interest it is based on what you enjoy do we enjoy the same things do we value the same things let's make our time to enjoy doing those things that we both enjoy that is how you became friends in the first place you became friends over common interest over shared values and that is exactly the way god wants you to keep loving your husband throughout the lifespan of your marriage to love your husband well you must actively pursue friendship with him a friend is someone you do things with not just someone you do things for in a marriage with kids there are lots of opportunities to do things for your spouse lots and lots of opportunities in fact you would wish you didn't have those opportunities but we must consciously create moments to do things with your best friends are the people you love doing things with, not necessarily the people you do things for. Therefore, befriending your husband is a choice that you make and a choice that you keep making. No matter how much your life change, responsibilities increase, differences manifest, weaknesses manifest, you must choose to keep befriending your husband. Now I'm going to share with you practical ways to be friendly and affectionate with your husband. And the first thing is to understand his interest by time. Understand his interest by time. 
the things that it used to interest him when you were dating may no longer carry the same priority after marriage and you need to be sensitive to this interest may change or evolve may go deeper or get lighter over the course of your marriage therefore pay attention to him pay attention to your husband notice him notice what he likes what does he enjoy talking about in some cases there are usually things most wives aren't interested in and you'll be wondering why is he discussing this with me that is what he likes to talk about so you must choose to pick an interest in those topics in order to be his friend that is most likely what he's going to discuss with other guy friends that he meets at other times therefore pay attention to what he likes talking about and pick an interest in those topics so that you can have something to say about them also what does he enjoy doing you may not always be interested in doing those things but to be his friend you have to decide to do them with him occasionally if he loves playing games be open to playing games occasionally if he loves going out adventure be open to those things even if you're on the softer side and you're not really interested but that is how to become your husband's friend and while these things may sound so common they are the things that we typically easily let go of when the responsibility of marriage increases or when the responsibility of life just increases in courtship most of us are still young in school having somebody else paying our bills so it's easy to just fan the flames of friendship and interest but when you have bills to pay kids to take care of needs to be met parents to take care of then it's easy for friendship to take the back burner but you must intentionally not allow it to be so another way is to ask yourself who are the important people in his life treat these people with kindness and respect even if you don't necessarily like them or agree with their life choices you don't need to like them to treat them with kindness and with respect this may be the missing link to your husband's increased affection for you so be intentional about being cautious to the people that you can sense your husband values the second way to cultivate this friendship is to be vulnerable with him don't be guarded be vulnerable your husband may see you as this person who always knows what to do who is so spiritual has time to study pray everything and that may unconsciously make him reserve like how do i even measure up how do i measure up to our standard but you can choose to be vulnerable you can let him know your own weaknesses you can let him know your own shortcomings you can let him know your own mistakes this is one thing that has really helped me in my relationship with my husband i realized that the more vulnerable i got expressing my thoughts expressing my feelings expressing especially my shortcomings things i wish i could do better things i should have done differently things that most people don't really say to other people right the more i express these things the more i saw my husband's demeanor soften the more i saw that he was willing to accept correction he was willing to expose his own thoughts he was willing to expose his own vulnerabilities because when i'm exposing my vulnerability i'm telling him that I believe this is a judgment free zone and if he be- if I believe it then he believes it too and he is encouraged to expose his own vulnerabilities as well so take that risk love is a risk don't expect that who is going to shut you down is going to capitalize on it 
an unloving spouse may do that but you wouldn't know unless you take the risk so take the risk of being vulnerable your marriage is worth that risk another thing is to be available to listen to his concerns a friend is somebody you share with so be available to listen to your spouse's concern don't be too busy don't be too engrossed in house chores distraction of kids and all of that train your kids to know that when daddy and mommy are talking that is a time when they should not talk they should be silent so that you can talk right so be available to listen to his concerns even if they don't seem you know legitimate to you or even if they don't seem like something that you should contribute to just listen and also genuinely celebrate his wins your marriage should not be a competition so when he has a win celebrate it with him that is how to continue to find the flames of your friendship it should always feel like you are a safe space it should always feel like you are his cheerleader you are 100 in support of him the fourth thing is to provide more encouragement than criticisms. Where I come from, we like to criticize a lot. Africa, <laughs> we raise children by criticisms, like always telling them what they're not doing well, how they should do better, all of that. I have found in my own life, the little kids I have, that encouragement works far better than criticisms. And it does the same thing with adults. So in encouraging, you are telling him, I know you can do this. I know you can sort this out. And I feel that this is how you can do it better. In encouraging, you are first of all highlighting the things that that person is good at before telling them how they can improve on the other things that you think they are not good at. So provide more encouragement than criticisms. Your conversation should not always be about what he needs to do, what is left to be done. It should be about what he is doing right as well. That is how you become your husband's friend. There's a quote that I like. I don't know who, who said it. It says, treat me as I am and that's just where I will stay. Treat me as if I were what I could be and that's what I will become. Even if you're in a phase of life where you're thinking, oh, me and my husband could be better friends, right? If you treat him the way he is, like you're not really friends, you're just partners and everything, it will stay that way. But if you begin to treat him as your friend, begin to treat him as your best friend, if you take that first step, he would have the opportunity to become what you want him to become. Finally, the time you invest in your friendship with your husband is time well spent, especially for busy wives, busy moms. It feels like, how can I spend this short time that I have in a game with you or watching a movie with you or taking a stroll with you or hanging out? I have so many important things to do, but I want you to know that there is no other thing more important than ensuring your marriage is built on a firm foundation. Because if you if you are doing house chores instead of spending time with your husband, if the marriage collapses, what happens to the house chores? If you are pursuing your career instead of trying to ensure that your marriage is solid, if your marriage collapses, you won't be able to focus as well on your career. Right, So your marriage is one of the most important relationships in your life. Therefore, time that you invest in friendship with your husband, time that you invest in having, in pursuing your shared interest, in engaging in his interest, in inviting him into your world, that is time well spent. 
it is not a waste it is time well spent i hope that this is going to help you in no small way to continually fan the flame of your friendship with your husband if there is any of these points that really resonate with you i want you to share with me which of these points really resonate with you which one thing would you begin to work on are you going to be more attentive to what your spouse is talking about and what they enjoy doing are you going to take the risk to be more vulnerable are you going to be more intentional about providing encouragement than criticisms if that last point is where you need helping i have a very good resource for you it's positive affirmations for your spouse for a year just keep click the link in the description and you'll automatically begin to get weekly emails that tell you positive things that you can say to your spouse that will help you notice him in a positive light feel free to share this podcast episode with your friends with your family and of course if you haven't done so already follow this show follow it for more marriage enriching episodes have a lovely lovely day god bless you